0: This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Drops it off to Booch, he'll dunk it down. Daddy Booch! Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts, since 1981. Throws up ahead to Isaac, and look at the tomahawk from the seminal. Chief Osceola's smiling somewhere. Now here's your host, Dante Marcatelli.
1: And it's great to be with you on this Thursday evening. Dante Marcatelli here with you for Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Ben Rivera. Filling in for Jake Chapman. He's in the big chair here tonight. Our producer, Jake Chapman, will be back with Magic Drive Time here tomorrow. The Magic back at it tomorrow. They'll host the Memphis Grizzlies 630 right here on 96.9. The game, it's the start of a five-game homestand. The Magic will be home for 12 days. This is the longest homestand of the season, and it comes at a good time because a tough loss last night for Orlando in Dallas. 107-106 is the final. Luka Doncic goes for 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. That kid is special. That kid is absolutely special watching Luka Doncic last night and seeing the things that he was able to do. But still, I thought Aaron Gordon did a great job defensively, and uh, Jonathan Isaac was just otherworldly on the defensive end. We'll touch on those numbers as well. Uh, Magic have an opportunity to win the basketball game, 23 points from Aaron Gordon, but uh, some miscues down the stretch. And again, we will get into that. We'll hear from Aaron Gordon. We'll hear from head coach Steve Clifford. And coming up in the next segment, we're going to get you a a little sample of Uh, of our latest Magic Pod Squad. You don't want to miss that. This is with Rodney Powell, and he touches on some great stories, including, and we think it's pertinent on this throwback Thursday, the time that Michael Jordan's number 23 jersey was stolen. So we're going to touch on that uh, as well. You'll hear from Rodney Powell telling that story and a couple other stories, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan stories as well. So you don't want to miss that. That's after the break. But first, let's recap what happened last night. A tough one in Dallas. The Magic lose this one by one. They had their opportunities. A couple of offensive fouls called by Aaron Gordon, and it wouldn't negate, would negate that. But still, the you know the Magic would have an opportunity to win. Nick Vucevic gets a look for a game-winning three. It, it, it's off the rim, and and the Magic fall. Now four straight losses. They lose both games on that trip. Two and six. Uh, they need to come back and, and, and find their winning ways. Hopefully they can do that. We need you at the Amway Center. OrlandoMagic.com is where you can get your tickets. Some special things happening. Seats for Soldiers on Sunday against the Indiana Pacers. And then we have the Philadelphia 76ers in town on the 13th. You don't want to miss that as well. The talented Ben Simmons. OrlandoMagic.com is where you can get your tickets. This five-game homestand, a season high, uh, where the Magic hopefully can win four games. So the Magic both times... Under 35 seconds to go. Aaron Gordon, the ball in his hands. A chance to give the Magic the lead. He's called for back-to-back offensive charges. Uh, The last one, the one that followed him out of the game, uh, that that was an accurate call. Looked like he extended the arm. That seemed to be accurate. The one before was not. Seemed to have a moving defender. Aaron Gordon... Uh, I I did not think that was a good call there. Um, You had a moving defender. He absorbed the contact. He actually made the basket. Should have been going to the line for an and-one, a chance to put his team up, too. Was not called that way. And while while Aaron Gordon was driving down the court when he got called for his sixth foul, Steve Clifford was trying to call a timeout. So you have all of these things happening at the end of a basketball game. But first, let's let's hear from Aaron Gordon and get his thoughts on the final two calls, uh, final two fouls called on him.
2: No, the sixth foul could have gone either way. You know, the sixth foul, I, I should have taken it on myself to slow the ball down and call a timeout and get us in the right um, position so we can uh, drop a play and have an after timeout play. So that could have gone either way. I still feel like he bailed out, still feel like he flopped. But at the same time, it could have gone either way. But the fifth foul, what they call the offensive foul, it's a strong drive to the basket. He was sliding his feet. I bumped him, stepped over, and laid the ball in the basket. To me, that's an M one. 10 times out of 10, but I guess it was nine times out of ten they called the offensive foul.
1: Yeah, now he's absolutely right on the fifth one. I, I that that could have gone either way. I thought it was uh I, I thought it was a block. I, I thought the defender was moving. I thought he made a strong move, like he said. He laid it in. To me, he should have been going to the line for one and, and uh that, that could have been an opportunity to win the basketball game right there. I I, I don't know that I agree with him on the sixth one. I don't think that was a 50 fifty-fifty one. I, I think that was kind of a clear now he did flop. He did he did take that contact in flop. But I do think he extended his arm. I do think that was a charge. I do think that was a good call. But while that was happening, Steve Clifford was screaming for a timeout. He knew that the Magic did not have numbers. They did not have an advantage. Remember, NBA official, NBA head coaches can call a timeout just like the players can. He was screaming, trying to get a timeout, and the officials did not look his way. And he was pretty frustrated with that after the game. Damn, I tried to, to call timeout, and I don't know why I didn't get it. Uh, we're not allowed to get on the floor because they think it looks bad for the fans. And to me, if we're not allowed to get on the floor, those guys got to be paying the t- I was screaming. You look up there, if there's an advantage, you're not going to time- call. Once I saw it, was like three on three. I was screaming timeout, so I don't know what happened. But to me, those guys got to be on it better than that. No, they certainly do, and that was missed. Missed opportunity and another tough one that gets away. Magic have had winnable games here now. And it's not enough to say the offense is is coming and we're going to figure this out. These guys want to win these games, and you can't let these get away. And last night was another one. They do a better job shooting, 49% from the floor, but still the three-point shooting is a problem. 27% from the from beyond the arc for the year. Uh, that's a concern. They got to get that figured out. And listen, one last thing. Jonathan Isaac was special last night. 13 points, 10 rebounds. Five assists, four steals, and four blocks. He's one of three Magic players ever to get six blocks and four steals in a game, joining Bo Outlaw and Ben Wallace. Unfortunately, it comes at a loss, but but he was absolutely spectacular, was Jonathan Isaac. So unfortunately, they fall last night in Dallas. The losing streak is at four, but we got to bounce back here tomorrow as we start a five-game homestand against the Memphis Grizzlies. More Magic Drive Time presented by International Diamond Center when we return in a moment
3: Orlando Magic Flex Plans get you the games you want, when you want. Choose any games, lock in
2: your seats, and save big off-gate prices. You can see top opponents like the Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets, or choose the weekend games to fit your schedule. Any way you build it, Flex Plans allow you to experience magic above all the way you want. Visit
3: OrlandoMagic.com slash Plans to customize your plan today. Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off
1: your new roof. Hey, Magic fans, here's a pass that always leads to a score. Buy or renew a qualifying Walt Disney World annual pass at Amway Center this season and score a free Orlando Magic Nike Swingman jersey in the color of your choice. One annual pass gets you a year of theme park magic at all four Walt Disney World parks and an Orlando Magic jersey. That's twice the magic. Visit the Orlando Magic team shop at Amway Center or orlandomagic.com slash annual pass for more information. Aaron Gordon takes a handoff, comes down to baseline, got to the top and rammed it home. Back-to-back dunks Orlando. This is a three-point game. Hi, this is Orlando Magic head coach Steve Clifford. Since day one, the Orlando Magic have trusted the professionals at Jewett Orthopedic Clinic to keep us in the game. We not only think they are the best orthopedic group in Orlando, we think they are the best throughout the NBA. So go where the pros go and get back in the game with Jewett Orthopedic Clinic. Jewett Orthopedic Clinic, the official team physicians for your Orlando Magic. Hey, Magic fans, when the Magic win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. The day after a Magic win, get 50% off regular menu price online orders at papajohns.com when you use the promo code MAGICWIN. That's right, celebrate a Magic win the next day with 50% off online orders at Papa John's. And don't miss a shot. Track your order live with Papa Track. Papa John's, official pizza of the Orlando Magic. Offer good online only, not valid with any other discounts, delivery fee, and taxes extra, and not subject to discount offer.
3: I'm Robert Palmer, president of RP Funding. With home values at an all-time high, smart homeowners are using RP Funding to access their home equity now more than ever. Home equity could be the best way to finance home improvements, consolidate debt, make investments, or even large purchases. But don't use your home equity to pay closing costs. Let me pay them instead. Visit rpfunding.com or call 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634.
2: Terms and conditions apply to your website, MLS 70168 Equal Housing. At Mountain
3: Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you gotta do what you gotta do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you wanna do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right, get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And
1: do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't
3: ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do it. Let's do. Do the
1: do. This is Nikola Vucevic of the Orlando Magic. Stuck in traffic? Then keep your dial on Magic Drive Time with Dante Marchitelli. Uh, thanks a lot, Nick Vucevic. I thought you had it. You had a terrific look from three. would have been the game winner. I thought he was going to knock it down. Great pass from DJ Augustine, but wasn't meant to be in the Magic Fall last night in Dallas. 107. To 106. Uh, A hard fought game. The offense is coming around 49% from the floor, knocked down six triples, but you got to get that offense going starting tomorrow night uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies. Start of a pivotal five game homestand. We watch in the building, OrlandoMagic.com. Magic fans be at Amway Center as the team takes on the top opponents like the Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors, and Philadelphia 76ers when they come to town. Get your seats now at OrlandoMagic.com. You can see big games above all we encourage you to listen to all of our podcasts and the most recent one was orlando magic pod squad with rodney powell and rodney powell was the former equipment manager he's now the director of team operations for the magic and he was there in the building since day one we we remember that night when the michael jordan number 23 jersey was stolen here in orlando one of many stories that rodney powell can tell Take us take us through. I think it was February of 1990, right? This is what this is kind of started to circulate the the last couple of weeks. But Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls come to town. At that time, just Dick, explain the scenario. You, you'd have one jersey. They they brought one jersey for Michael Jordan. And what is your responsibility in getting the visitors' locker room ready? It's
2: Just I mean, Back in the, the morning. Like that. that's a leading question. When like when that. teams come in for <laughs> shoot-arounds, it's the you know the. The home equipment guy meets the visiting equipment guy. You bring them in. You help them unload their stuff. You help them set up their locker room. And you remember back in the the visiting locker rooms at the Orlando Arena weren't always. Well,
3: the home one wasn't great either.
2: Yeah, true. But, the visiting visiting one, one, was, one was worse. Yeah. So basically, you're sitting on a bench, and that's what you get. You guys are spoiled. <laughs> <that>
0: was great <laughs> locker room. I love that bench.
2: So I mean, it's just you, you help them set up, and you know that morning they came in, we set up. For shoot around put the uniforms out. And uh yeah, they had the, the great Michael Jordan. When they left for shoot around, number twenty three was hanging up. So you saw the jersey, twenty three. Oh yeah, it was it up. was there. All of them were there. 33. 30, he saw because he put it in the trunk of his car.
3: <laughs>
0: That's why I <he> saw it.
2: <laughs> and then then just out of the blue, when they come back for the game, you know, the equipment staff came the equipment guy came over early with the trainer and came in, he's looking and there's no 23 jersey hanging anymore and uh, you know then the building just started panicking everybody going nuts looking for this so called jersey and, and
1: there was no spare there was and no there backup. was
2: no spare teams didn't you didn't have a spare back then they didn't have the blood jerseys you have now right now it's uh, you had one jersey you played with blood if you got blood you played your jersey, you had you blood oh, you didn't, it playing. didn't matter nowadays it's you're out for six to eight weeks if you got blood on uniform. <laughs> so there's no 23. Michael Jordan's coming to the game. He has no jersey. Michael shows up, and and he goes ballistic. Find out his jersey's not there. And then uh, John Legmanowski, who was the equipment manager for the Bulls, still with him, he, uh, you know, did the last thing he could do. He had a blank jersey in a bag with no name on it, and it was number 12. And he oh, told man. Michael that, hey, you're, you're going to have to wear this.
3: And it was not – it did not fit.
2: No, it was too small. Yeah. And Michael was not happy about it. And he was – I mean, even in his – the interviews before the game or whatever, he was he was mad and he made comments about it. After the game, he made comments about it. And still to this day, I mean, I became friends with him over our time. And when he sees me, he still teases me about it. That, hey, you know where that jersey's at. How did you get it out of the arena? That's what I want. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, if I got out of the arena, I wouldn't be sitting here right now with you guys. <laughs> has, that,
3: has that jersey still not <laughs> been found?
2: Or no, it touched? was claimed. That it was. What happened was a security personnel at the arena had snuck in between post-shoot-around and pregame, and their their intentions were to take it, stuck it up in the ceiling, up above the, uh, what do you call it, the... Ceiling tiles? Ceiling tiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was hoping you know, no one would think about that which no one did and then you know they played the game they left and then when afterwards next day or so they got the opd involved and came searching and searching and all of a sudden this uh one security personnel kind of i guess wanted to fess they didn't fess up he said i maybe we should check the ceiling tiles (laughs) and sure enough well, he just popped, it maybe it just unfair. popped up there yeah. on its own. Just sure enough, That one right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Third yeah. to the left. Sure enough, they found it, and uh, wow. it was returned to the Bulls. And uh, that's where it is. I mean, to this day, yeah, people still tease me thinking I have it. But like I said, if if I had it, I wouldn't be sitting here right now with you guys. But that's
1: it's, a part of history. He's worn 23-45 and for one And night. wasn't oh, wow. the 45
2: and the Magic are
1: involved? There was right? a story with a
2: 45, 45, too, 45. during exactly. the playoffs. That one, yeah. yeah. We played him, what, in game one? Yeah. And we beat him. He got the ball stolen by Nick. And after the game... He had worn it for the year. He came back in March, I Correct, think. Right. his baseball name. number. His baseball number, 45. 45. Yep. playoffs. And then when he came back, he uh, and we beat him that game one, he made a comment to the equipment, man, I'm, ch- I'm going back to 23. Well, hold How on. to get that down out of the route. <laughs> but, when,
3: but Nick also told the media... After yes, the game, right. 45 isn't as oh, good yeah. as 23. Which he didn't yeah. like that. Oh. And that's no. when in game two, he showed up wearing 23. And I'm pretty sure he dropped 38. And they beat us in game two. And he got right?
2: fined by the – the Bulls got fined by the NBA for changing his number, right. which they weren't allowed to do. And But it didn't matter. He still wore 23 when we went back to Chicago. Yeah. We still beat him. But, right, right. So. That's a good bit of history that's right a great there. story. Oh, yeah. So he's worn three jerseys, two
1: of them. You know the two that are out of the ordinary are tied. 12 and 45. They have magic ties. Yeah, and you were right. And in the 12 middle. and you 12, right 12 never had a name both on. Both controversies.
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> I guess you could say that. Do it, now. Do, well, they don't carry extra jerseys. Well, they carry extra jerseys for each player. But the only jersey I can remember where some where it was blank for
2: us. Oh, we did that in Utah.
3: For Alston, I remember wearing. A, oh, that's right. No, it was
2: Utah. It was. Uh, uh,
3: what was his name? Derek Dial? Derek Dial. He yes. had a blank jersey. He took the last shot yeah. and missed it. With no, we had just signed him. no Full name. We had no name on <laughs> no the No name. Back he of had, a he had a number. Always has a number.
1: No that name. Gave him the last shot. Yeah. yeah. No the, last shot. yeah. yeah. the play was yeah. drawn was up for coach. Doc
3: was the coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was actually – was that Doc's last game?
1: <laughs> I <laughs> might
3: have been. Last game. Salt Lake City, you got to let go. I think it was Doc's last game. And they drew up a play for Derek Dial, who we just signed. And, he, and and we was, had no So weight. what did you have? Just an extra jersey Just carried a blank that jersey. That was standard?
2: With a, that was standard. Just a blank. I think it was number 16. I think you're right. It was a nuts number I always carried. And Ray Ralston also had a blank jersey because he
3: met us in Charlotte yep. the year we signed him, or the year we traded for him. And his jersey was too big on it. 36, owner. and that jersey was swimming. <laughs> was armpits down like by, by his hips. I remember yeah. that one. But so, I don't remember any other ones.
0: Sid, go like people. We were talking a little bit about the locker room. So, like in the early days, we would have ball boys. Yeah, locker room attendants. But they were in the early days. They were really young. It
2: didn't they didn't have to be sixteen or older? Like it is. Now. They were yeah. boys. They were they, boys. They were so now, boys. now they're ball men.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> but you've had some. Locker room attendants, ball men, ball boys, whatever you locker want to call
2: them—that's the official name. Locker <laughs> yeah. room attendants.
0: You've had some that have gone on to have a little bit of celebrity in the world.
2: I have. I've had uh, my most famous ball boy, and to this day, you know, he still won't claim that he's from Orlando, but he did go to school in Orlando. Is um, um, the DJ DJ Khalid. His real name was Khalid Khalil. Khalid Khalil. Khalid Khalil. His parents owned a clothing store that our players would frequent to get the new hip hop clothing. And a couple of players had come to me and said, "Hey, can we can we hire this their their son to be our a ball boy?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I can look at him." And we're always looking for kids. So happened, Khalid, DJ Khalid, <laughs> uh, came in. I, we met him and. Said so, yeah, you know that, that at the time, I don't know if everybody remembers, but Jason Rivera, mm-hmm. who is now the equipment manager for the Charlotte Hornets, he was like the same age as DJ, and they were both ball boys together. What that? So, but yeah, DJ was a ball boy. He, you know, I don't think he had any sports ambitions whatsoever. But I, you know, I mean, working with him, I didn't know he had a music ambition either. And then next thing you know, once he got done with us and. Graduated high school, moved on to bigger and better things, and now. But he used to put music
0: together. He would put music together for the players, players, yeah.
2: And uh, but you know, I now he's now he's DJ DJ Khaled. Khaled Enormous. That's huge. And my, my, daughters, and my daughters, I tell my daughters that story,
0: you know, that, oh yeah, he was a ball boy, you know, when I played and everything. And then I tell them the story about him making music. Dad, did he ever make you anything? I said, ah. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think he was really into George Strait <laughs> or Alvin yeah. Jackson or anything yeah. like
2: that. Did so. you put those poison <laughs> songs together? <laughs> no, I mean, I, and he hit it, I mean, he hit it big. Yeah, it with, was yours, yeah. Once he got out, you know. So when all,
1: did, you, did you, were you watching the new, when did you find, oh my God, that's. That's Khalil. I know that kid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it took. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. Not like I followed him, but yeah. sure. J- Jason Revere one that told me about him, basically. And look where he's at now. And then I, when we go to Miami, there'll be times that he'll come to our games and he'll come over and see me. And he still to this day calls me Mr. Powell. That's crazy. And I'm like, DJ, it's not Mr. Powell. <laughs>
1: Stop, Mr. Powell, and fill so, up that water jug.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're carry this towel for. And me. then I had who was another one was was Max Starks, NFL lineman, who was a uh, he was a student at Lake Highland Prep. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first met him, it wasn't about him wanting to be a ball boy; it's about his parents wanting me to give him shoes because they couldn't find any shoes to fit him. He was in ninth grade, wore size eighteen. And I just happened to have you know a couple of players wearing 18s, and he came in and I told his parents He's a what, big boy. <laughs> he yeah. was a big boy. Told his parents what, what you know what we do, and she was like, "Well, you think he could be a ball boy?" I'm like, "Well, you yeah, know we've got yeah we we'll take him on." Took him on. I remember when he used to go out pregame and be out rebounding, and here the kid was in 10th grade, six, He's
0: a big boy, yeah.
2: six seven yeah. whatever, three hundred pounds. Other teams. Would tell him, Hey, you gotta go on the other end, we're gonna shoot down here. <laughs> they thought he was a player for us. <laughs> Starting to warm up. Yeah, and I'd say and Max would say, No, no, I'm a ball boy. And they're like, What? That's so funny. And then you know he went on to play for the played at the University of Florida. Sure. Went to Steelers. Steelers won a few Super Bowls. Now he's doing uh T V broadcasting, TV broadcasting yeah. for Fox or somebody yeah, in Arizona. Right. So he stays in touch. He still sends me emails every now and then
1: but sid you get a chance to see these guys kind of out there you get to know these guys you get yeah. to see how they interact you get to see you know for those that don't know how how a locker room works right it's kind of similar to baseball do they do they tip when the team comes through or there do the ball boys have a chance to make money when they're working
2: and you you mm-hmm. kind of get to see you kind of get to see that side of it too don't you they do i mean ball boys i mean that's how they make their they get their hourly wage and then they look for the tips from guys saying hey can you go get me uh a hot dog, a pizza. Most guys nowadays don't want to eat the uh, the health food that we put out pre-game.
0: Guys still do that? They still? Oh, I, yeah, I find well, that interesting. They'll still send of, the Everybody's guy, so health conscious and they've got the he, gatekeepers, now, all the sports performance. Not a lot of them. Football. Yeah,
2: not a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know how you'd get
2: a hot dog into the locker room now. <laughs> right. But I mean, you remember when Dwight was with us, Dwight used to, uh, we'd have a nice spread at postgame, and he'd order six pizzas. And I don't want to eat that. I want pizza post game. <laughs> so they'd have to go get it. They'd yeah, they go get, get the pizza. Put it in his locker. I mean, we still, there's a few cities now that players know where there's good pizza. And they come to me and they say, hey, I don't want to eat gotcha. what we got post game. Tell the ball boys you'll get me a pizza. So I said, okay, we'll get you a pizza. We'll hide it in your locker. We'll put a towel over it. So the training staff or the dietitian doesn't see it. And, they uh, see it and eat it too. By the way, let's <laughs> I mean, not yeah, let's not get yeah, twisted. Yeah, like, sort of the PR, but no, I mean, yeah, then you yeah. get you know back in the day. I mean, I, I always tell a story about again a Michael Jordan story that when the, the Bulls used to come to town, they were always a high maintenance team. You had Scottie Pippen, Michael, Horace Grant, Rodman, Rodman. That you know, and back then also we didn't have the you didn't have the pregame spreads out. No. That stuff wasn't around. So the guys would always come in, hey, can you get the ball boys to go get me a hot dog? Scotty Pippen always wanted coffee at a certain time before the game. And uh, I just remember Michael Jordan coming to me, telling me once, hey, just let your ball boys know that don't waste your time with Scotty. And I'd say, well, you know, they're just doing their job. And he's like, no, they're all working for a tip. How do you think he got his nickname? No tip and pippin'? <laughs> He's not going to tip him. So no. tell him don't waste your time with him. Oh, no. So and that's but, you know. Plus we had one of the the best tippers in the league with us for a few years. Horace Grant. Really. Horace used to take after every game when he was with us. He did it in Chicago as well. If there were, say, three locker room tenants in our locker room working pregame, halftime, postgame. He would always come to me and say, "Hey, what's the kids' names?" And I'd get their names, and he'd pull them over. It went on his way out, and he'd give each one of them hundred dollars. Wow! To like, here, thanks for taking care of. It. And it's not like he asked for a whole lot of stuff, right? But that's a lot now. Oh, now hey, nowadays, hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So, but nowadays, yeah. I mean, there's a now. The saying that we use is a lot of the guys. It's you do something for the guys, and they say thanks. Well, our line that we drop on them now is, hey, you can't put thanks in the bank. <laughs> and again, we encourage you to listen to all of
1: our podcasts. You can go to iTunes, TuneIn. You can go to Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just type in Orlando Magic Radio, or you could punch in Pod Squad. Uh, where you heard this one. We've got some terrific ones. The Magic Life with DJ Augustine. We've got him and Mo Bamba on there. Magic Weekly with Jake Chapman. And then, of course, Magic Pod Squad. Magic Memories with Dennis Newman and Dennis Scott. So a lot for you to choose from, and that was an excerpt from this past Magic Pod Squad, which is out there now, again, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Let's bounce back tomorrow against the Memphis Grizzlies. Jake Chapman will have you covered right here on six nine. The Game
2: Amway Center and cheer for Magic above all as the Orlando Magic battle the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday, November 13th. See the team take on Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and the rest of the Sixers during one of the biggest games of the season. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Another
1: rebound Orlando. That's Isaac. He'll take one step to the top and pack it down.
2: Buy your tickets today at orlandomagic.com to see the Magic play the Sixers Wednesday, November 13th. It's big games above all.